Each life is a unique journey with days that go on and seem mundane and uneventful with some of them. But is it really? What is the value, the treasure of each day? This morning, we're going to explore a day's journey, stories of hope and death, defying joy with author, filmmaker, and the founder and executive director of Frontline Missions International, Tim Kazee. And good morning, Tim. Thank you, Deb. Good morning. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you with us this morning. Thank you very much. Um, this is a this is a fascinating topic of finding purpose in each and every day. Yes, because most of our days, um, well, most of our life is made up of ordinary days, and it's easy to equate those with being unimportant days. Um, but that's far from the truth. And if we don't see that, then we can go through life with blinders on. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, how did you come up, come to that realization in your life? What prompted that? Well, I I have uh, spent many years um, traveling, documenting the the gospel's advance in faraway places, and uh, cancer suddenly. In fact, two diagnoses of cancer in 2019 and 2021 uh, just stopped my life of motion. And um, and and it and it helped me. Um, I'm not saying it was easy, but it did. God helped me to uh, see life differently, and to and to see the things that were in front of me, not just the things that were ahead of me. And um, I think that that started me thinking about how to write about it, because I think we all go through that mm-hmm. thought of our days that are our routine days are are, are unimportant or boring and. And they don't count for much, and that's not true. So, in in the uh, the book, some of the the lives uh, of the people that you detail, what were some of the things that you found were kind of like common threads for for the stories? Yeah. So, yeah, in the middle part of the book, I I spend days with people who taught me things that were really important about life itself, about courage or hope or prayer or uh, curiosity. And and so I would say that if, if there was a common thread, um, uh, it would be living with an awareness that God is always at work, mm. uh, and not not just on the other side of the world, but in our day, in, mm. in our day, in my day. And so walking through life, waking up in the morning, praying with that reality. I mean, the whole idea of death-defying joy is is it's rooted in the resurrection. So Jesus is alive, and he's he's with his people. And so I, I would see that that is a definite common thread in the lives of these brothers and sisters. So whose day surprised you the most? Ah, uh, um, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I spent a day with Rosaria Butterfield, and uh, she's a, just a remarkable story of, of saving grace. Um radical feminist leader in the LGBT community, uh, con- committed lesbian, and then to be radically converted by Jesus Christ. Um, uh, so, and then to see her now as a, a pastor's wife and mom, and uh, and so spending that day with her, it was a Sunday, and I got to see her prayer life a little bit there, um, and um uh, we took good walks together and talks together, and I got to see her hospitality. But one thing that struck me out of that day was 
in her morning prayer list, and every morning she rises early and sings psalms and prays psalms and prays through her list. And one of the pages in her prayer list was prayer for my enemies. Mm-hmm. And you know, we see that in the Bible, sure. Yeah, Jesus said that. Sure, yeah, that, that must mean something. <laughs> but she actually she actually prays for her enemies. Along There's a list on there of praying for my family, for my church family, for the sick, etc. Um, but she really does by name, and if, these are not imprecatory prayers. These, these are prayers for God to, to work and to bring repentance and help. And so that, that was... That was beautifully surprising to me, mm. and then I could I could tell more stories. But yeah, I, we love to hear how God is moving in people's lives, and it it just I have to ask: Is there really anything such as a mundane day when you're focused on Jesus? Um, when we're focused on Him, we're we're taking and that. Through that day's journey, we're taking we're we're going one step closer to Him, and I think we need to have that perspective that God is bringing all of His children home, and our paths may be longer or shorter than someone else's. Um, it may be more difficult, but um, by His grace and and power, He's bringing us He's bringing us to Himself, and each day is one step closer. Mm-hmm. Tim, during your cancer journey. Um, I'm sure there were days where you were discouraged or, or feeling less than joyful. So do you have some mm-hmm. tips for helping people that maybe are in that spot of really struggling with their health or just having a hard time this holiday season embracing joy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a, in that, in that section of the book where I'm writing from my, from the cancer center or from chemo, um, I opened it with a a quote that's meant a lot to me through this journey and something John Piper said. He said, it is utterly crucial that in our darkness we affirm the wise, strong hand of God to hold us, even when we have no strength to hold him. And so there is this need to reach out. Uh, Our joy is not going to be found in our our circumstances very often. Our joy is going to come from Jesus, and so we 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 start out with looking to Him, holding Him, and and yet even when we don't have the strength to hold Him, we know He's holding us. And uh, I took a lot of comfort in passages in John ten and, and Psalm twenty three about our strong and, and good Shepherd through, throughout this journey and to this day. You know, one of the things that you talk about in the book is spending some time with Johnny uh, Erickson Tata. Um, tell us about that. How, what what was it that you you know kind of inspired or was was influenced by her? Mm-hmm. Well, when I first met Johnny a few years back, uh, I mean, I knew of her story um, through her book, um, her books, and. Uh, yet we'd never met. So when I when I met her, it was at a conference, and I'll never forget how she, um, before going out on stage to speak, she she sang a hymn. She just gathered us around and sang a hymn. And as she sang, 
the the song led right into prayer, which then led into another hymn. Uh, it was just almost as if it was one, and it was one act of, of continuous worship. And so that that really struck me. And so I wanted to spend more time with her. And I remember talking with her about this, and she said, "Well, you can you know come out and and spend a day, but it won't be very interesting. <laughs> but there will be a lot of singing," is how she put it. <laughs> That's awesome. So. So, and she is such a strong person, even though she's quadriplegic and has suffered chronic pain and her own cancer journey, uh, but her, her, her faith and her joy are so strong because there's a, she's really, she's really fixed her eyes on Jesus and, um, and no turning back. So, mm-hmm. so there's just genuine joy in Jesus in her life and, um, and very winsome. Hmm. Very winsome. Now, in the third section of your book, it's titled Towards Evening, and you write about Psalm 90. Share with us how you conclude your book in this about a day's journey. Psalm 90 is a psalm that reminds us about, well, the fact that that God is God and, and we are not and especially from the standpoint of time. Uh, to God, uh, as Moses tells us, a, a thousand years is, is like yesterday when we can hardly remember what happened. It went by so quickly. So time doesn't, he's not bound by time the way we are. And then Moses gives us this cosmic view, this grand view of God, and then he turns to us and it's just like, oh, by the way, you, you've got, <laughs> you know, you got 70 years, and, you know, some of you might be, you know, some of you might make 80, but uh, you're, you're really like grass, uh, here today, gone tomorrow. And um, it's a, it, it could be discouraging in a sense, like, mm-hmm. God, you have all these years, and we have, we have so few. And so, so then there are two really powerful prayers there where, Moses says, you know, Lord, teach us to number our days. Uh, remind us how precious these days are and, and not, to, not to lose them, not to waste them. And then it closes by God reminding us that we have significance, despite the fact that we're like a flower that's here today and gone tomorrow. Um, our, our lives are like that, that, you know, God established the work of our hands. And it's a, this wonderful closing prayer that reminds us that that. By grace, God has given us significance, and and so we can pray to Him, Lord, the work that we do. Please establish it beyond our years, beyond our days. Establish the work of our hands. So I, I love that. I love the prayers in that psalm, and, and I love the perspective that, it, that that we need. Amen. You know, so many of us finding that perspective that you talk about is one of the most glorious parts of, of our life, is finding out that purpose that God is, has uh, assigned to us and has blessed us with. How can we get more information? How can we, you know, get your book and, and read more of, uh, of these stories and, and learn more? Mm-hmm. Well, a Day's Journey is, is out now, so it's available in all of the outlets from um, the publisher, Bethany House, to Amazon or Barnes and & Noble, and, and even at um, the mission where I serve, Frontline Missions International. And that, that website is frontlinemissions.info. 
Awesome. Uh, Tim, thank you. Uh, thank you for thank you, digging deep into your own heart and these insights and sharing them with us. And thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Well, thank you both. Thanks for this opportunity.